The following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Amen. I'm the only one in this entire building without an accent. It's just me. It's me against all of you. You all have an accent. I'm the one that just was given this flat. This is the the English that God speaks. You'll find that God speaks in an Australian accent. And if you don't believe that, that's just because you haven't been listening to his voice. So I'm humble, but sometimes truth needs to be spoken with love. Uh, happy Father's Day to all you dads. Uh, you're amazing. And, and, uh, and we honor you today. And I, I'm a dad of two boys, my son, Sam, and my son, James. James and Sam both had their birthdays in August, so Sam will be two and James will be four. And I can tell you, there's never a dull moment in the whole house. Uh, my wife is of the opinion that Sam may have a demon, so please pray for us. Uh, every time he's in kids' church or if he's been at daycare or if he's been with someone, he's always biting somebody. So there's a lot of gnashing of teeth. So we do need your prayers. So please hold us up. Uh, we'll just send an offering. So um, I, am, I am just so honored to be uh, back in this incredible church. And I don't take it for granted uh, having the opportunity to minister here. And, and, uh, and so I'm so grateful. I, I think Pastor Rex is about the best guy that you'll ever meet and is an incredible man of God and 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 I, I, I just want to say I'm sitting there uh, just before I preached and and the encouragement that he shared in this service about Enoch and Elijah in the last service when he said that I, I thought he could have just said that and we've just had a very rich word so I quickly wrote it down in the second service because our Father's Day is not until September, so uh, thank you very much. Now that service is covered. And, uh, and I don't give credit either. I'm just going to stand up and I'll say, I was in Austin and the Lord gave me this just before I was preaching. <laughs> uh, my, my pastor, I've stolen a lot of messages from him. And I said, are they copyright? He says, no, but just make sure you copy them right. And so that's what he said. If you, if it, I'm going to get straight in the word today because we've got to let you out quick so you can get the cracker barrel. But if you have a Bible, turn with me please to the book of Acts. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Acts. And again, thank you Pastor Rex for having me here today. It really is an honor. And The book of Acts in the second chapter. And I'm going to read this text. The rest of my preaching will be from the New King James. But just as I get into it this morning, you'll see on the screen we're going to go original King James. And only because it just says it just says it good. You know, some things just sound better with a few of these and thous. I mean, thus says the Lord is good, but when you say, thus saith the Lord, you know something serious is happening. And you know that you better repent or you could be in a lot of trouble. So let's have a look at this. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, and it says this, and, somebody say, and. Look at your neighbor and say, and. He says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Let me just stop there for one minute. They were together, together. Somebody say, together together. Say together, together. See, sometimes we come to church, we're together, but we're not together. The Word of God comes in the book of Psalms, oh, how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. Same word, together, together. Sometimes we can come together, but our heads, our hearts, our minds, our agendas in all different spaces, but God says, hey, when you come together, let's, let's be together. 
When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared under them cloven tongues like as a fire. You're with me words, guys. And, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, and. And they were all filled. I love this. And when the day of Pentecost. And suddenly. And there appeared under them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues. There, there, are, there are ands that come with the Holy Spirit. You'll find whenever the Spirit of God is moving, other things are starting to take place. Whenever the Spirit of God comes into your life, there is so much more than even what you think is happening. I've been prayed for. I've felt the presence of God. But let me tell you, there's more than just a touch. God brings stuff into your world that's supernatural, that's powerful, that's living and, and that's alive. The Bible tells a story of, of a girl called Mary. And Mary uh, was engaged to be married to Joseph. And she's sitting outside one day minding her own business. The Bible tells us that an angel of the Lord appeared under her and said, you're going to have a son and his name will be called Jesus. And she, goes, she starts to ask about the mechanics of how this is going to happen. And he says, the, he says, the angel says, the Holy Ghost will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. In other words, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, but stuff is going to be happening. The Bible tells us uh, also in the book of Luke in chapter 322 that the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove and a voice from heaven came. So in other words, when the Spirit of God's moving, God's speaking, supernatural things are taking place. On Father's Day, one of the great things that I would encourage us to do is, is it's a day to celebrate fathers. Well, our Father in heaven, he, he, he says, I'm gonna, Jesus says, we're gonna, you're going to receive the promise of the Father. And that's the Holy Spirit. And I have a, 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 a it's not even a strong conviction, it's a conviction uh, that is everything that I exist for and everything I believe. My conviction is that you and I cannot do what God's called us to do without being filled with the Holy Ghost. I mean, I mean to, to the level that God wants us to operate at. You and I, when the Spirit of God comes upon us, we're unstoppable for the kingdom of God. Do you believe that at the 1030 service, man? Oh, I'm getting excited today. My right leg's going to go. Now, I'm going to move quickly. The two of you taking notes look very tired. Now, the Bible uses this word and. Somebody say and. and. Sometimes we gloss over these kinds of words like the and 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 in and then and when. And they're not just words to keep our sentences moving along. The word and tells us. So if there's something and something, generally speaking, in the way that these scriptures are written, the word and means above and beyond. It means moreover as well as, but it also means even contrary to your expectation. In other words, he says, I'll give you the Holy Ghost and there's going to be more things that take place with the presence of God that you're not even going to believe possible. A pastor said to me one time, he said, David, your and, and I hope my accent uh, doesn't make this hard to understand, but he says your and determines your end. Your A-N-D determines your E-N-D. I tell you, you know, I, I think Pastor Brad and, and Cassidy, I mean, it sort of doesn't make sense any other way. If it was like Pastor Brad and Mavis, it wouldn't make sense. I mean, 
God set something up the right way to determine the end for what God has for them. My wife's Donna. I'm Dave and I'm married to Donna. And it's just, I don't want, I don't want anything else. That's just how I know God's called it to be. And, I, and, and you, you think that there's couples all through pop culture and in Scripture that you just think they're meant to go together. Bonnie and Clyde. It was never Bonnie and Trevor. <laughs> it's Ernie and Bert. I mean, they're significant because they work together. It's a partnership. I mean, I mean, if it was just Ernie, eh, no one cares about Bert. Poor Bert. He's a bit of a depressing kind of guy, Bert. I mean, it's Kanye and Kanye, you know. Brad and Angelina, I know it's an old message, but you know. Lois N. Clark, you know, I was in a hotel last week preaching a conference in Dallas. I get, get down to breakfast and I open the silver dome thing and I look in there and there's some of the fluffiest biscuits, man, that you ever saw. I'm telling you, when I started eating, just looking at those biscuits, the anointing came on me. And so did about 17 pounds. But can I tell you, I couldn't find the gravy. I know. Look at you, reacted the right way. I said, no. I'm telling you right now, I took a couple of minutes to have a look around. The gravy was on the other side at another part of the breakfast bar in that hotel. But when I found that gravy, I can tell you, I started singing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. But, but those biscuits, as fluffy and beautiful as they were, they needed gravy. Come on, do I have a friend in the house? Some things are meant to go together. Last night, we went, to, we went to Trudy's for Mexican. And we were sitting at Trudy. No, it's not a girl called Trudy. We didn't visit her place. She's a terrible cook. We went to a restaurant. We went to Trudy's. And I went with Pastor Brad. And we're sitting there. And these chips come out. And, and out comes the salsa. I had a few chips by themselves. They were, you can't eat these chips by themselves, man. It's chips and salsa. I mean, you, they, they go together, biscuits and gravy. It's like Homer and Marge. You know, they... they, they <laughs> It's Gilligan and the Skipper too. They, they, go, they go together. All through Scripture, there's power partnerships. Adam and Eve. The only two people in heaven without belly buttons. I'm telling you, they're there. Man, if you talk about partnerships bring breakthrough. Paul and Silas in prison. My God in heaven. You talk about uh, partnerships ends that determine great victory. David and Goliath. What a, what a partnership that was. Or covenant David and Jonathan. Or faith. Abraham and Sarah. If that's not enough, you read the Bible. It's full of ends. It's grace and truth. It's healing and miracles. It's salvation and deliverance. And let me, tell, let me tell you something. If you, if, you want, if you get in this book, there's always an end. There's always something happening. There's signs and wonders. And, oh, man, I feel like just getting happy this morning. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say our God is an awesome God. Every now and then, much to my wife's disgust, there is a time in every man's life where he's driving down the road, his stomach rumbles just a little bit and he sees these golden arches that I believe are a symbol of heaven. I believe the gates of pearl will be. Maybe not. We don't, we don't know. The scripture is actually silent about 
whether or not they're pearly arches when you get to heaven. But what I do know is that when you pull in that driveway, suddenly you come under the anointing. And you start saying to yourself, I'm going to have two or beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickled onions on a sesame seed. But by the time you get in there, you're so spiritual, you can't even speak in normal English. You speak old school Pentecostal. And you say, bestow upon me your biggest Mac and a pound, a quarter thereof. You say, I'm going to have a vanilla shake. I'm going to have some nuggets. And you know something? I've been to McDonald's in many countries, Pastor Rex. I've been in Singapore. I've been to McDonald's in India. I've been to McDonald's in England. I've been to McDonald's in America. America. I've been to, I've been, I've been to McDonald's in Australia. I've been to McDonald's in New Zealand. I've been to McDonald's in, in the islands of the sea. I've been to McDonald's in South Africa. I've been to McDonald's many, many times. And there is a universal question. Oh, shakamaha. There is a there is, a, there is a universal question. No matter what you've ordered, no matter what you're wanting to have, they will ask you a question all over the world. Would you like fries with that? And friends, the answer is always simple and it's always the same. It is yes. I reckon now's the time to do the salvation call. People are going to get saved. But when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, You never just get the Holy Ghost. He brings all kinds of blessing. He brings all kinds of goodness. There's always an and with the Holy Spirit. Let me give you a couple this morning. One of the ands, and it's not an or, it's an and. He talks about the Holy Ghost and power. Number one, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes Upon you, the Bible tells us, Acts chapter 10 and 38, it says that God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. Somebody say power. There's this power that comes with the impartation of the Holy Spirit. When you receive the infilling of the Spirit of God, He says, do you want some power with that? Yes. I mean, I know a lot of Christians, they don't have enough power to blow the fuzz off a peanut. But I don't want to be the kind of Christian that doesn't have power. I, I, I want to be the kind of Christian when somebody has a need, when somebody's facing a challenge, when somebody's facing brokenness or, or disappointment. I can put my hand on their shoulder and say, in the name of Jesus. And it's not just rhetoric. It's not just words. But I carry something out of heaven. I carry the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost that flows like a river from the throne room of heaven into your heart and into your life. And we try truly know that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. You shall receive power. Aren't you glad Jesus said that? And aren't you glad his promise hasn't changed? He says, this is not just for you, it's for your children. It's for your children's children or all who are afar. Can I talk to dads for just a minute? I am a dad, but dads, let me tell you, there's nothing more powerful than your kids seeing you know the Holy Ghost. There's, there's nothing more powerful than your kids seeing you lifting up holy hands in church as you praise his name and the language of heaven flows out of your mouth and, and your arms are lifted. Man, I get in church so much, I jump around. My little kids get whiplash. But it's under the glory of God. Man, I'm getting happy this morning. I was happy before. I mean, I was just happy to be in Texas, y'all. But do you know? (laughs) 
You know, some, sometimes you get preaching, you hold on to these things for dear life because you feel like if you let go, you're going to run around this place in the name of Jesus. Because when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, this is what the preacher said. He says, young man, come here. Stand right there. I got out of my seat. I was 14. He says, lift your hands to heaven. As you do, the fire of God's coming upon you. And I hit the ground. I got up. I couldn't speak English for about an hour. I was just speaking in tongues there. I felt like a complete idiot. But I was never, ever the same again. Why? Because he baptized me in the Holy Ghost and power. Oh, gee. The dynamic of the Spirit of God is in the power of the Holy Ghost. Number two. It says the disciples, Acts 13, 52, the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost and joy. Pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit. I feel like God's saying today, would you like joy with that? Everybody's in the pursuit of happiness. But the problem with being in the pursuit of happiness is happiness, the root word for happiness is the same root word for happening. Our happiness is purely marked or defined or decided by the happenings of our life. But the problem is bad things happen. And the problem is life isn't always wonderful. Uh, Even on a day like this, you might not be happy on Father's Day, Father's Day, I find in our church some Father's Day, you have to sort of push through a bit of a funk sometimes because not every dad's great, not every kid's great. Some people's dads are in heaven. Other people's dads are dealing with loss. And there's enmity in families. Father's Day can be one of those days that even sometimes more than Mother's Day, just, there's just some stuff. There's people that didn't come to church today, not because uh, they, 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 they had other things to do. They, they didn't come to church because they had absolutely nothing to do, but they couldn't face the comparison from where they are to where maybe other people are living at. It's just one of those days. But I'm telling you all of this, that that we're not actually talking about happiness. This church, happiness is not what's on sale here at Christian Life Church. What, what we're trying to get into your world, what we're trying to get into your world today isn't so much happiness, though your happiness will be affected when you understand that through the Spirit of God, there is joy. And joy, joy stays with you even when you're not happy. Even even when you look like the pinup boy for the book of Lamentations, I'm telling you right now, even when things are glim and gloomy and tough, there is a joy that comes from heaven. Oh, come on, somebody. Do you know the joy I'm talking about? It's the joy you found when you met Jesus. It's the joy you found when you realize your name's written down in the Lamb's book of life and you're saved by Jesus. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. Nehemiah tells us the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Bible tells us a merry heart. Heart. A merry heart. Somebody say heart. Sounded like seagulls in heart. Heart. A merry heart. Doeth good like a medicine. A broken spirit. Dries bones. I don't need dry bones. I want wet bones. Unless that's some kind of condition that's not good. I just want functional, appropriately saturated bones with whatever saturates bones, physiologically speaking. But I want the joy of God in my, in my bones. And I want a bit of joy in my belly. I want a bit of joy in my spirit. 
Every now and then I even want my face to be notified of the joy that's in my heart. <laughs> Number three, Acts 4.31, and when they'd prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke the word with boldness. The Holy Ghost and boldness. I feel like God's saying to us, would you like boldness with that? I'll take some boldness. You know, I've met people that were the most timid Christians, the most timid people. When God got a hold of their life, they became like crazy people. Why? Because they realize it's not even about them. It's about the greater one living on the inside of them. Greater is he that's in us and he that's in the world, the Holy Spirit and boldness. I was on an airplane two days ago and the guy behind me is making conversation with the guy next to him. And he's just having a chat. I can't help it. I listen. You might say, it's none of your business. I know. That's why I'm listening. <laughs> it's amazing when people include me in a conversation, I tune out. But when it's not my business, I'm all in. I want to know. You want to keep someone's attention, just say, hey, I need to tell you this in confidence. You can just tell them about the problem with the kitchen sink, but they'll be all ears, especially Christians. You know, so, <laughs> but I'm sitting on the plane and this guy's saying, I'm in the military and they realized they did similar things, but one guy was a lot older than the other and he said, son, have you ever thought to give your heart to Jesus? And he says, do you know Jesus Christ loves you? He's got a plan for your life. And he said, you know, when you go out to combat, he says, you, you could pass from this life at any moment. Are you ready to meet Jesus? I'm sitting there and I'm starting to get, well, my eyes are welling up. And I'm just starting to pray in the Spirit, God, let him close the deal. Jesus, let him get born again. And I thought to myself, man, you know, if he can get him saved, I might turn around and try and get him baptized in the Holy Ghost. You know, <laughs> get, get, give him the whole caboodle on AA flight 2280. <laughs> Maybe it was just the altitude, but I felt the anointing. Holy Ghost and boldness. God, let us be like that. Tell, tell people about Jesus. Number Number four, Barnabas, 11, Acts 11, 24, tells us he was a good man full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Acts 6, 5 and 6, they chose Stephen, a man full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Faith makes no sense. It's that mysterious supernatural thing that causes us to laugh in the face of giants. Preaching of faith makes no sense. It almost causes people to mock you. Jesus preached faith. At Jairus' daughter's bedside when she had died, Jesus preached faith. And people mocked him and they, they, they laughed at him, so he kicked him out and he took with him Peter, James, and John. I pray that when God needs to do miracles, I can be one of those guys that get to go with him because I've got faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God, but there's something about the power of the Holy Ghost. So people say, what's the evidence of the baptism in the Spirit? Is it speaking in tongues? I think it's part of it, absolutely. And I'm not going to try and rewrite our Pentecostal beliefs. I believe with all my heart when you're filled with power, you're speaking tongues. I bought a pair of Adidas shoes yesterday. And you know something, tongues weren't optional. They came with the shoes. Yeah. Looking at some of these ladies' shoes on the front row, they don't have tongues. They're wearing Baptist shoes to church. I, <laughs> hey, you got to wear your Pentecostal if they don't have tongues. and You need spirit-filled shoes. So, but I also believe another evidence of being full of the Spirit is a love for the Word of God. The Bible says Scripture is given by God. 
2 Timothy 3, 16 says, all scriptures inspired by God, the breath of the Spirit of God. It's the Holy Ghost that wrote the Bible. So let me say this. If, if you believe, though, if you, if you love the power of God and you've been filled with the Spirit, don't you want to read the book written by the author? And you know, the, the one thing about the Bible, it's awesome. It's the only book you get to read with the author in the room. When I read the Bible, the author's sitting there and I read what he's written and then he tells me more things. He says, hey, have a look at it from this perspective. Have a look at this. And it's called Revelation. Holy Spirit and faith. Number, number six. This is my last thought. Maybe if a keyboard player can come, we'll just worship God in the last moments of, a, of, a, of our service. And, and uh, tells us in Matthew 3.11, John the Baptist is talking. And in fact, let's get the whole praise team up here. I think we can do it. Yeah, you're off. You've just wandered enough. That's fine. We've got so many other things to do. Just organizing things on the fly. But you know, the Bible says in, in uh, Matthew 3.11, well, there's a man by the name of John. We don't know too much about John, but what we do know is John was a Baptist. You say, how do you know that? The Bible call, tells us in one of the titles, John the Baptist. I'm not, be, I'm, not, I'm not trying to label him, but clearly he's a denominational man. He was quite happy to be known, I'm a Baptist. But he says, there's one coming who I believe is Pentecostal. And he says, he's going to baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. You know, when you get filled with the Spirit, God's saying, hey, do you want fire with that? I'm talking about that fire that just gets on your life, an all-consuming fire of God. You just get fired up about God. You're fired up about His Word. You're fired up in His presence. You feel His goodness. You feel His grace. And maybe you're here today and that fire is just, it might just be a little flickering something, something, but you just need God to breathe on that. Paul said in Timothy, fan into flame. The gift that's been given to Can I encourage us today, mum, dad, grandma, grandpa, young person, older person? We're going to pray. I'd love you to stand. We're going to close. I'd love every person, if you're comfortable, you might be visiting today because somebody brought you and, and it's not really what you, it's not really how you roll. It's okay. But if it is how you roll, I'd love us to lift our hands to heaven across this building for just one minute on the floor upstairs. Feel the presence of God just filling this place. Can we sing I Surrender All? We're going to just do a chorus in just a minute. But if you're in this place, just raise your hands to heaven all over this place. I'm going to, we're going to pray for the fire of God. Let's yield our hearts to heaven for a fresh touch of God's Spirit. Maybe you've been filled with the Spirit even since Noah's Ark, you know. But I, I'd love to pray for us right now to have a fresh fire come on us on this house. On this church, we're going to believe God. Pray with me, then we're going to worship Jesus. Right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the power of God fill this room. Lord, I thank you right now for the fire of heaven. Lord God, I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit who's with us, who abides, who walks with us. And Lord God, I thank you right now that you're filling people afresh with the anointing of God. Lord, let the power and the anointing of your Holy Spirit fill this building right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Have your way. Fill every vessel. Touch people in the name of Jesus. Let healings happen. Let
Let miracles happen. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Come on, somebody give Jesus a shout of praise for just a minute. Come on, let's put our hands together. Come on, let's give Jesus praise in here for just one minute. Let's lift our voices and magnify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords all over this house. Come on, let's lift our hands for just a minute. I mean, we say it just before, but why don't we really put everything into it and worship our God for just one minute. Let's sing with voices lifted to God. Come on, Ben. Let's really push it hard for just one minute and sing. I surrender all. 